Welcome to Back to Black. We are honored to have you with us. Thank you for blessing us with your grateful grace and grateful presence. So, Dr. Tato, how are you? Ah, I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much uh, for, for that lovely introduction. And yeah, I'm looking forward to, to can see how can I be of help. You know, yes, I see your certificate on the wall. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll reach the stage, guys. Guys, graduates of this year, we'll reach the stage, guys. We <laughs> pray to Jesus. And so, we're very thankful for having you here with us today. Thanks. So, our first question to start off we're going to start off with looking back at how you got to this stage of your life. So our first question we are going to ask is, when did you decide to get into the medical field? Um, a very good question. Uh, thank you for, for the question. <clears throat> and I do not know if it's, 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 it's right or correct of me to say that I, I decided you know, to, to join or to be part of the medical fraternity. Mm-hmm. At, an, at a very early age. Um, you know, I, I was very lucky that, you know, when I grew up, uh, a former MEC of health mm-hmm. in Northwest, uh, Dr. Mahome Masike, uh, was my neighbor. Mm-hmm. So, it's someone that I was looking up to. And, and I said that one day I would like to be like that man. One day I would like to see myself in that. So he actually came in, you know, to, to kind of enhance what I've always wanted to be at an early age of about six or so. But uh, wow. without any, 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 and I'm, I'm really, you know, grateful, you know, to the Almighty that, you know, it's not at all times that you wish or you, you want to be somewhere. Mm-hmm. And and you end up being there, you know. Um, a lot of people that might have chosen to be lawyers, to be doctors, to be engineers, to be teachers, or anything, but they never managed to, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. So I'm 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 really you know grateful, and you know for the for the blessings that I've got. Yeah. So what is your level of education? Um, I've I've studied. <clears throat> Uh, MBCHB mm-hmm. and prior to that I did Bachelor of Science mm-hmm. uh, Bachelor of Science uh, in the Medical University of South Africa now known as University of Limpopo or um, Dr. Sefakoma Kato University it has got so many names since then but I I, I practiced um, I mean I studied you know Bachelor of Science mm-hmm. I majored in Mathematics uh, psychology yeah, uh, yeah. as well as biology so those were my majors I, I did three majors and yeah so I, I I could be what you can be calling a psychotechnician if I would have written any exams or registered under psychology I would be a psychotechnician from there you become a psychometrist or then end up becoming a psychologist but because the love of medicine has always been something that I wanted to be or to yeah. be part of. So I, I went on back to study, you know, uh, MBCHP, which is Bachelor of 
medicine and bachelor of surgery so it's actually two surgeries that are running concurrently that is why mb chb so it's two degrees it's bachelor of medicine and bachelor of surgery so how did you get into the medical school did you go by like a bursary did you save up money did you work towards getting into the uh, medical school of your choice or was it just like okay i've got to work hard get good grades yeah, a, a very good question um, <clears throat> that you're asking there uh, it's been it's been tough times really um there was no bursary uh, when i started and and thanks to dr mahomemaseke who also contributed you know towards my studies in my very first you know year or so in you know so uh you know and also obviously you are looking up to parents and parents will do all that it takes to make sure that you manage to get that so mm-hmm. yeah so initially it was parents you know and the other help from the other practitioners like the doctor that I'm telling you about that were of helpful and some of the family members you know I must I must be honest because though they were not paying towards tuition but you know they were paying towards one's well-being you know being yeah. you, you are in a foreign place uh, you you are banking on 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 someone or the family members who can be of help with that so everyone plays a, a role you know because <clears throat> you know you you were now not it was not all by yourself uh, each and every one they wanted to see and make sure that at least in the family we have got someone that you know will be showing you know way to the others that are coming forward because remember that if you remember very well i said to you what enhanced you know my becoming a doctor and wanting to be a doctor i saw someone yeah that was already there sure. now how would it be if the others are seeing the good out of what i'm doing and they are yeah. following on that and so so yeah it's based on that but at the later stage yes i did find a bizarre insight um yeah the one of the provinces you know managed to can give me a bazaar so that's that's about it so why didn't you choose to specialize in addition to your education? Um, a very good question. <clears throat> and uh, the sh- to the short answer to that is that um, I came to realize that not all of us will be specialists. Um, uh, I decided very early even my core friends when we were still in the university it's about let me say it's about six of us mm-hmm. and we are still doing our fourth year or so and i made it very clear from them that no i'm not going to specialize should i specialize maybe i might end up in this specialty but mm-hmm. uh, i think that we cannot all be specialists and uh, others will have to be general practitioners and with the love of of certain specialty that one would want to choose so if if really i needed to specialize it means that i had to do all the specialties because i love medicine and so it means that i had to be an ophthalmologist i had to be a cardiologist i had to be a physician so all all these are years on it so i was not going to stop so that is why i decided to be a general practitioner at least i will be a specialist in all fields in all fields but not really specialist if you understand what i mean <laughs> yes. uh, yeah 
so so that's that's about it but it's a choice to be honest there i won't lie to you and say that because i was not good at this and no 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 it's it's just a pure choice so now ending of coming back from your past do you believe um being in a medical profession is a calling i you know that that that's uh, not a very so easy question to answer. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that it was a calling for me, and <clears throat> the only time I can call it a calling, or I can say that it's a calling, uh, that will be based on on I think the right people to can answer that question will be my patient. <laughs> Because I can think that it's a calling, you know. Yeah. But you know, when you are called for something, it means the people that you are being given to, they must get something out of that. And then they say that, oh, indeed, you know, this we, we, we really got something out of this man or out of this person. Mm-hmm. So then you can call it a calling. But I cannot. I, I really. That is why I was saying that it's a bit of it's a difficult question for one to answer. So my patients or the ones that have got contact with me in a form of them looking for for answers or for help mm-hmm. and and how I come across to them, they are the ones that can tell that is this a calling or not. I can think that I'm doing a good job and 98% of the people say that wow this man is just next to anything that is being called a dog. Now, that is not a calling. The calling has got nothing to do with you, but it has got everything to do with the people that you have been given to. Or that you serve as well. That you serve in, yes, that's it. Thank you. Now, now that I get to answer, I'm like, oh. It it, it takes me back to my own answer. Now, I'm going to reverse and I get Definitely. Um, being a general practitioner, why is it important for a patient to know their patient rights, or in other words, um, hospital or health rights? Um, once more, a very good question that you're asking. <clears throat> I think it's always important uh, for people to know their rights. We are in a free country before. We never used to know anything. We never used to be part of certain laws, regulations. We never used to have access to those. Mm-hmm. But a, a patient, um, before someone becomes a patient, is a human being. Mm-hmm. So they are basic human rights. Uh, I feel and I believe that people have got to be treated as human beings mm-hmm. before they are treated as patients. Um, and yes, they've got the right to know what is wrong in their body and how can they access help to that. That is why they came to the doctor and they're not objects. So so as a doctor, I need to, to make you aware that, uh, Mama, this, we've got these problems. And these problems, if we leave them, you might end up having this as a problem this is a complication we call that mm-hmm. uh, but here are the options that are available and these are the pros and cons advantages and disadvantages mm-hmm. but uh, you've got the right to say no you've got the right to say yes 
you know to the options that I'm giving you you know but at least you know so you have to it's, it's your right by the way you, you are not being forced as a patient to can agree to anything that the doctor <laughs> tells you that is a you know ask us for options that are available that you know what what options do I have out there mm-hmm. uh, and if you are not happy about happy about options go and look for another opinion go and get a second opinion there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. and then you can make a decision you know based on that and then you can now you now have what we call an informed decision to make you know but you cannot just make it a decision out of out of anything so it's, it's very important that you can do you also think um, if the the patient is not how can i say it not in a in a place where they can make an informed decision that the family should then step in and then for example say you as the gp or the doctor you don't feel like it's um it's the right decision that the family made are you as the doctor then to say you know what looking at the options that we have i think a is the best option for this patient and um let's say the family chose option C for example are you then obliged to tell the family why option A is much better than C or do you go by what the family has said thank you thank you for the question uh, but I'm, I'm I'm just trying I'm just uh, trying to see maybe look into this that where is the family coming in here how does a family make a decision for someone you know i assume that in that case a person is not in the position yeah. to can make to make that informed decision maybe yeah. it's a person it's a it's a, it's, a, it's someone is ventilated maybe yeah is, is that what you ask okay look um it's 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 important because at that level remember that it's a family now mm-hmm. okay uh, remember that it's a family and then with the family that is there remember whenever you get yourself into a hospital you sign what we call a consent form mm-hmm. a consent form it means now that you are you are handing over your rights mm-hmm. to, 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 to the to the uh, practitioner yeah. at, that, at, at that stage you know but because we are human beings we are not really that difficult mm-hmm. as practitioners we always feel like it's important for for for, for the family also to be part of that yeah. and and that is why would also discuss would also let you know you know as a family that this is where we are at this is what we are facing and these are the options and these are the possibilities and these are the problems we might come across so Yes, uh, in that regard, because now you are not the ones that we'll be talking to, mm-hmm. we'll then shift that responsibility to to the to the family, you know, to can be discussing with them. But but that does not give them a hundred percent. The reason I'm saying that it does not give them hundred percent decision on that. Mm-hmm. It also depends on on on, on the surrounding. Um, okay. factors you know that might be coming with the decision that they're, they're coming to um, you know for, for, an, for an example uh, as a practitioner I know what is good yes. for you as a patient um, yes I took an oath 
in my office to make sure that you know I give all that is that is there to can save mm-hmm. you know your life through through God's grace obviously yeah. uh, but the, the family might have different opinion when it comes to that mm-hmm. so the, I think it, 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 it's not going to be easy for, for you know in your if if my belief is that yes I, I think we can save this person and the family says no no leave it yeah. leave, 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 leave it I think it's too much we've had too much let's switch on uh, of all these machines I mean obviously I'll take a different uh, on to that and say that no at least let me try and, and see what is it that I can do I hope I answered the question that question for me is very controversial looking at people and their circumstances as well because it's kind of difficult when like you're being called as a family and called upon to make a decision on someone's behalf and half of the family is against it half of the family is born you're like ah. but as a doctor i recommend this and then it's like yeah but some of us do not believe in maybe western medication or how the approach is being taken so it's kind of very difficult but then as well it's like we have to trust their judgment because they know what they're doing so at the end of the day it's it's 50 50 54 /50. and we should also believe in god yeah. remember that is 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 the one that gives life yeah and is is the one that takes life you know as much as i may think that I, i've got you know the knowledge and all of that you can do that if it's not a time if it's not a time to live you want but if god has given i said that you know your race it's 100 meters it ends here no matter who you are and you feel like this person can run 102 meters In terms of credentials of being or becoming a doctor, what is required for a practitioner to obtain their medical license? Medical license. Do you call it medical license? Okay. To say medical license. Okay. Okay. I will. I will. I will just say something, and then you will tell me if that has answered your question. Are we starting from high school? From high school, you know that you've got to do what we call pure or natural science mm-hmm. uh, subjects, and and most institutions will expect you to be amongst those. You yeah, know, the you top must, you, you, you you must have passed well mm-hmm. in your sciences. Mathematics, obviously, is a, it's a plus. You, mm-hmm. you need to you need to do that. So uh, then, from there, you you would be taken in. You, hopefully you would have applied for for studying yes. you know, yeah most of young people these days they don't they don't they don't apply they apply September so they don't so you need to do that so your grade 9 your grade 11 mm-hmm. results very important so sure. those are the results that you are going to use to can apply look into that at least you've applied 
with those results mm-hmm. and you can be you know your application can be declined based on those so it's very important for you that want to for you that knows that you would like to do this make sure that you pass your grade 11 everyone but at the same time that does not mean that because your grade 11 is results were not good you might as well as just throw in a towel and say yeah. that noise work very hard and make sure that uh, by the time that you get to that uh, the end of <coughs> uh, the year you've got good grades which you can submit the decision can be made by the decision makers of the institutions mm-hmm. and then from there you have been taken in you have been absorbed now mm-hmm. to a medical school medical school that runs for six years not seven no are you doing no it runs for for six years okay. uh, when you run for six years after six the sixth year uh, you take an oath you are now a doctor but you are going to now work in a hospital as an intern okay intern that is what they call the seventh year oh but you are a doctor you're already earning some money you you, you know (laughs) exactly you're a doctor somebody so in that year and then from there i think you also do an extra year of community service because yeah you, you you have to to give some time to the community mm-hmm. and it's only after then that now you are now being you can be registered as an independent practitioner or a general practitioner you can decide what you want to do you want to go back to school you want to open your own practice um, or whatever that you want to do i mean that, that's it so it's you can only do that after you've you've done what you call community service so it's no longer seven, it's eight. Okay, good luck. <laughs> oh, I'm good So, I'm sorry. Okay. How does a doctor or doctors protect themselves from lawsuit or a patient a patient's dissatisfaction? Times are changing. comes I think there's one question that you asked yeah? if I remember very well your question was about the rights yeah. of the patient yes initially so protecting ourselves from lawsuits is to try at all times to abide mm-hmm. by what is expected to respect that patient as a human being mm-hmm. give space to a human being See a human being first before you see a patient. I would want to believe that is the best, you know, an honorable thing to do. And that is what will protect you. Obviously, that does not give you the right to mishandle or to mistreat, you know, the poor human being whom we now call a patient. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think it's only fair. You know, being human, being human, it it must come automatic yeah. as practitioners because you are dealing with someone's life. Yeah, you should not see me as a high being that is there. Yeah. I should not see you as someone down there, but I should see you as a fellow human being. You know, as you are here, you are representing my sister. Yeah. 
you know you you are you are representing my daughter you are representing any human being so that is what i should see whenever i look into someone regardless of the circumstances that person finds himself in that is the best way of running away from a lawsuit but if you are not a human being you will also be treated not like a human being very I hope future doctors take it out there like what you said a little as well because it's not every day where you get like a doctor that's not only friendly but like regards you as a human being first than any other physical so I hope you become a doctor one day <laughs> what do people take for granted um, when being advised by a doctor lot of changes now lately you know the days we live in today mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of technology that has taken over and this dr. Google okay and we can't take anything away from dr. Google and I, I don't know if he's a human being I don't know if you went to, to medical school uh, but those are just some of the things you know that you know sometimes you it's it's important for one to have information mm-hmm. look don't get me wrong knowledge is power True. you know but it's how you apply that knowledge you know it's how you come across with that knowledge mm-hmm. uh, that will make you a different being you know but um, people sometimes they take for granted what we get or that they may get from a practitioner because of the influence they might have received from Dr. Google. So Dr. Google might be of help, mm-hmm. he might also not be of help because remember that patients are not books and books are not patients. True. What I mean by that is that what is, you are a human being, remember, mm-hmm. and you can come across with the same. You can have stress yeah. as a human being, young as you are, and you can come across as someone with some other. You know, you might relate. Your stress might come across as this. Somebody else might be having stress as well, and her or his stress come this way. Yeah, exactly. But Doctor Google sometimes does not give. So, medical resources such as medical drugs, if I'm not saying medical, medical drugs or medical resources, that's how I say it here, are available to people who cannot afford medical aid. Are those being provided medical resources? So, in other words, I'm trying to say is public and private the same in terms of medical resources and getting to people much faster and are people um, allowed and fortunate to receive the medical resources or the medical advance that um, private provides? That, that's a very good question. Um, the unfortunate 
part of things is that there is a vast difference between medical I mean for between a provincial what you call government mm-hmm. as well as pub, uh, what we call public versus private mm-hmm. uh, resources <coughs> there's a big difference but here we are today um, we are living in those days of COVID-19 mm-hmm. it has come to endorse and actually um, show us that both systems mm-hmm. are actually not on par at all uh, there's a big difference as much as there's a difference between public and private at the moment but in general what we thought that it's 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 the, the thing uh, as in private it's still lacking it has got its own uh, system that's lacking because a lot of people uh, a bigger percentage of people uh, they are only exposed to public health care or public health system as opposed to a smaller percentage that can access the private so there's, there's a huge gap in terms of the percentage uh, I may not know exactly you know how much percentage but what I know is that a lot of people obviously a lot of people are not talking so, so they, they, they can't afford medical aid so what does that mean it means that they are unable to can access the private health care sector so there will definitely be, 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 be a problem so there must be ways and you know that those can be looked at or those that can be brought into an equivalent you know you know we, we call it you know the, the the footing or the ground level should be equal to some extent but yeah I, I, I hope you get in there I hope the NHI will come to 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 bring that into force you know the difference that has been in place you can try and correct that 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 is what we are all hopeful of so how is a medical bill determined as a young person i'm asking because i'm like ah, guys okay i live with my parents and they obviously pay the medical aid but like how is a medical aid charge determined i've always been curious um you know look we are being given the, the medical aids there um they've got different governing bodies mm-hmm. um let me not say they've got i mean that's what we call a cs cmsa cms you know that's the count council of medical aids and mm-hmm. um, the medical aids they also affiliate to different you know number of bodies mm-hmm. that they become part of i know that this what we call board of healthcare funders a lot of other medical aids they are part of that um so the medical is differ in terms of how we get remunerated as private practitioners now mm-hmm. uh, because obviously in, in a hospital setup we have been paid a salary you know based on what you give exchanging but in terms of what you give uh, out uh, that has got nothing to do with it. you are being paid a salary so there's nothing that you claim there or that you bill at that stage when you're in the hospital setup but mm-hmm. with me when I'm a general practitioner 
when I see you as a patient, <clears throat> there's a certain fee that I'm allowed to get charged. So based on your medical aid, maybe you're using bone eaters, this other one is using polymer, this one is using gems, they pay different mm-hmm. amounts, rates, mm-hmm. that's it. You know, so that is how we get remunerated. So that becomes, you know, discussed and be absorbed and, and be brought back to us per that scheme. You know, so it's different. So that is how we get charged. But in terms of, you know, how much uh, it's been taken from your daddy's or mommy's salary to be paying, you know, like your bonitas, maybe at home if you're using bonitas, it's the scheme that decides uh, how much they are paying. I mean, how much they are going to be taking from us. We don't have any say on that. We are providers. We are, we are, we are, we are, providers of, of health, we are healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. So we we get paid based on what we've done for you. Mm-hmm. So you consult to us and then when you consult, we give a bill to the medical aid and then they remunerate us based on what you brought. That's a good answer. Yeah. 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 Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so now focusing on the future um, or on the general question what are the changes um, experience between owning your own um, practice versus working in a hospital or what is the last difference may I say between the two yeah look um, I, I, I don't know if I should really call it that much of a difference but mm-hmm. it's not possible for you to can be a private practitioner without having gone to the hospital so all of us we have to go to the hospital first learn as much as possible understand and we we've got what we call head of departments there mm-hmm. you know with me when i you know when look i i I did my internship in in a tertiary hospital. Uh, we used to call it HF then. Yeah. It's now called Steve Biko Academic Hospital. So, oh, so okay. yeah. So I did my internship there. So obviously, I I I was with with the, the great ones there. So I went through you know some some of the registrars that were that I was learning from because those are the people that I was spending most of the time with. You know, some of them are professors as we speak. I know that. Uh, not that there's anything uh, not important about others, <laughs> but this this Dr. Elsie Chauke, you, you know, who's the head of the Professor Chauke is the head of the department at Vets University, the Department of, of Obstetrics and Gynecology. I've, I've I've worked with that great man, you know, as he, when he was still a registrar. So I I knew him before he was a professor, oh, okay. and yeah. So you will learn as much as possible. So you'll go around all the necessary disciplines that are in place mm-hmm. learn as much as possible on that and they will sign you out and say that no we think is is ready to can either stay with us and move to wherever you would like to go in form of being a specialist in that field mm-hmm. or you can go and become a private practitioner so okay. yeah so the difference you know i don't want to say there's that much of a difference mm-hmm. the, 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 all of us we start from one place mm-hmm. and then from there 
you you are now being recognized as someone that has you've grown enough mm. if you feel that you have not grown enough don't go out there stay yes learn as much as possible and then then you can decide to go yeah that's that's about it i hope i've answered it so private practitioner in other words can you say that you also do house calls as well or is that completely another different yes you do um okay. yeah you, you do uh, but in a hospital setup no you don't no. remember that in a hospital setup patients they go to the yeah. hospital yeah. you know as private practitioners people come to your practice but you oh, can okay. they come to your practice but for those that might be better reading or for whatever reason mm-hmm. you may need to go and see them but uh, this time and either the times that we live in there are a lot of safety related issues mm-hmm. so sometimes leaving your own space and going out there it, it, it might not be a very brilliant or good thing to do because yeah. you might get marked um, you know you yeah you might end up you know being in a space that is really not likeable or nice maybe for you can get It might be a trap you know it might might they might be saying to you that you're going there for, but you might get trapped look that's those are the realities I'm, I'm just been giving you realities mm-hmm. of the countries that you live in you know um, I've, I've been marked I've, I, I have been right in my practice I, mm-hmm. I have been so those are just some of the safety issues that we come across not only with me as a practitioner but for everyone that is in there so we need to to, to take charge and make very well informed decisions when it come, comes to such. Thank you. So with the changes that the medical um, specialists or general practitioners bring around the world, United Nations and MSF increase the need for doctors. Why is this important for young professionals to be credible and accountable when applying for these formats or for these different organizations? Uh, look, each and every organization has got its goals. They've got goals. Um, as countries, you will affiliate to to World Health Organization. You know, as a country, you know, you you might get some aid from the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's only proper, you know, as you becoming. Part of so I would want to believe that the training that we get that we receive mm-hmm. from these high institutions of learning uh, it, it prepares us to can be part of any organization that we are part of. So it's uh, I don't I don't see someone having gone through you know any of the recognized higher uh, institutions of higher learning in, in medical field in this regard that are now being regarded you know as as people uh, that are not that are not ready to can enter or to can be part of those organizations so so in answering that in short i would say to you that anyone that has gone through that institution and has been given or a, or a degree has been confined to that person that person is ready to can be part of that Specific cause or reason for medical practitioners to be fired or consider him or herself losing their medical license? 
Please repeat that again. What is the specific cause or reason for a medical practitioner to get fired or cause him or her to lose their medical license? Thank you. A very good question there. Uh, remember when I said, I said that we are affiliated as healthcare practitioners. We've got our governing body called health uh, practitioner, you know, HPCSA, it's health practitioners um, council of South Africa. You know, all the medical practitioners are part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so whenever, you know, there's a grievance, Mm-hmm. against any of the medical practitioners for whatever reason that grievance will be written a patient will write or a doctor or whoever will write a grievance mm-hmm. to that body okay and that body will summon you as the practitioner in question and they will sit down with the representation or without the representation that depends fairly on you to can state your case as well and then from that case that you've been stated the decision will be made Mm-hmm. That is how bad, how bad is this yeah. case? And, uh, you know, what are the detrimental effects that it might have brought into? Mm-hmm. So on that, per se, it's, it's, it, will, it, defend, it depends on the outcome of that. It might have been an unfair dismissal, maybe for you, but, but in most situations, obviously, there, there will be you know, knowledge to the party that has been brought into disrepute to can defend him or herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there are a lot of reasons. You know, it can be malpractice, um, um, fraud, a lot, a lot of other things. Anything that does not represent you being a doctor and you've been part of, you know, on that, it, it can take you, it can kick you out. And then does that mean do you have to start the journey all over? Or is it like you fight, 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 don't even consider being in the, the outcome they will tell you. Yeah. Uh, they can say to you to, to you that you know what you are permanently scrapped mm-hmm. out of the role. That's permanent. Permanently it means you are bad. Yeah. We are bad. Good. Very <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, you you can be suspended. Mm-hmm. You can have, you can be in suspension for five years. Uh, so it means that you cannot practice. Yeah. You cannot practice. The governing body. You cannot practice. You know, no matter how good you are or you were, you can't practice. You won't practice. Mm-hmm. You cannot make money by practicing mm-hmm. as what you were before. You know uh, that was brought into effect. Another thing is that you can just be fined, or you, or you can be told that no, there's nothing wrong that you're finding. And so continue. Okay. In Malawi, the fine is much lighter, but it's a heavy fee. I can feel it. It's a heavy fee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a heavy fee. Yeah. So, what are your hopes when you opened a medical?
Temba is its, it's former Buputatswana, right here in Pretoria. Mm-hmm. But now it's under Pretoria. It's under Pretoria. It's Haman's Kral. That's where my practice is. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes. Um, you know, the, the reason behind you know, the practice, the, okay, I took over a practice that was belonging to someone. Mm-hmm. But the aim was to make sure that I offer and give services to our people. Mm-hmm. And for people to can access health, care, you know, without any qualms, without any problems, mm-hmm. you know, to help people, you know, to can continue practicing. And that, that's, that's about it. And that, that, that's the primary reason. Mm-hmm why practices are there and everything else follows as a class it becomes secondary mm-hmm. that was my primary so i didn't really focus on on, on, on secondary uh, secondary it's when you've done your primary thing well yeah. and it's done secondary becomes automatic yeah so in in terms of building that now that you've mentioned my king are you extending to my king being like hi um, yes, not 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 personally my hiking, but mm-hmm. we are now in a group. Uh, there's a new group that I'm part of. Uh, it's called Millstone Healthcare, you know, group, mm-hmm. and yeah, which which is it's, it's wait 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 and see. It's, it's uh, yeah they they are, they are they are coming to change, you know, uh, what we call uh, accessibility basic you know or to primary health care that's those 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 yeah that that is that is gonna be a game changer trust me it's going it's going to be big we'll be watching us i'll, I'll be there feeling we'll be there expecting like you that you'll be there so as a business-minded individual do you consider your offices as a business compared to what you've answered now as a medical practitioner to provide to serve people remember what i said to you the question was i mean the the answer to me was that i normally focus on the primary Mm -hmm. you know the primary thing is that the practice let it do what it has got to do Mm -hmm. let it heal the people let the people get healed and automatically, because people are getting healed, the money follows. Mm-hmm. Now the business side of things come into effect. But I do not start with the business side of things first. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe those are some of the credentials that make this a calling. I don't know. But but I would I would want to believe that you know uh, they are not. It's, I don't I don't I don't view or see it as a business. I see it as, as a healthcare center. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are offering help to those that cannot get help in terms of accessing health. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and you know, and hoping that the conscious, you know, your conscious is, is still there. You, 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 you understand that we are not doing that for free. I see it. Yeah. And, then, and then you'll pay. Obviously, I don't know. Because you deserve. As a general practitioner, women's health is spoken of and dealt with mostly, but men's health 
is rarely discussed, especially physical examination or critical conditions such as cancer or depression. Why? Um, the truth of the matter is that men generally uh, an illness to them is viewed as a sign of weakness. Generally, okay. that is that is now that is just some of the things. So, as men, we always want to come across as these strong people. That is why we never cry. You know, we never, you know, when it's painful, you never have, you know, unless if you want to use your pain, you know, for access of certain <laughs> things. But, <laughs> but you never do that. You never want to let go, you know, even if you, things you are, you are feeling pain, you come across as like, you know, you don't feel any pain. You, you must be a man. Yeah. So in the interim, you miss also very important things. You might think that is just a, a headache. This headache has been there for some time, but no, it's nothing. Only to find that you actually your blood pressure is high. It's getting higher and higher and higher till you get a stroke mm-hmm. or anything that is being wrong in your body. Uh, there's an alarm to that, but you don't take part. You then look into that and then you end up missing, you end up being in shambles and problems and trouble because of that. So you miss the cancer, you know, because you the only time you go to a doctor, it's you see, when you see a man coming to most of, I hope that is not going to happen uh, forever. But when when men start coming to a practice, you know it's tough. Okay. It's, and in most situations, it's late. Okay. So, what um, would you additionally say that is why more women survive rather than men? Yes and no. Yes, in a sense that if what I'm talking about it's is the case, yes, you know. Uh, but remember um, that in a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, why it's been viewed that men men die more, you know. Be, there are a lot of reasons, you know, <laughs> that 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 can really contribute to that. Yeah. Um, it's it's been said that men are reckless in general. You know, they are they're reckless about anything and everything. So that might be one of the causes mm-hmm. to that. But another thing, it it might be the manner in which they are behaving. Mm-hmm. Generally, maybe there's testosterone. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a genetic you know, upbringing genetic makeup of, of one. So it's, it's, it's quite a lot of other things. That is why I'm saying yes or no. And as much as there are a lot of men that live longer than women, mm-hmm. you know, but we know that a lot of women, they live longer than men, you know, if, if we were to, to look into that. But, yeah, but it's, it's, it's maybe, maybe, maybe there's a study that needs to be put into place to look into that seriously. What is exactly happening? Let's look into this more deep and look into that. You know, I, I hope the young ones, you know, that, that will be coming in, they will they will certainly look into it. Yeah, and I hope they spark something in you also. Like, uh, guys, we should look into this. <laughs> Maybe after this interview. <laughs> okay. So, the next question. Young people of these days are known to be more sexually active. What um, precautions 
are suitable for, for guys and ladies or both? Education, 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 education. When I talk about education, I'm not saying go and have degrees or anything, but let's get educated about our surrounding. Let's get educated about our well-being. Let's get educated about one another. Let's get educated about the pros and cons of indulging into anything. Uh, let's get educated about the economy at a very young age. Let's get educated about who are we, what we would like to be. Let's get educated uh, about our culture, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that will lead to our ultimate religion. Mm -hmm. Let's get educated about anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And that will be an answer to, you know, our sexuality. Yeah. and about education about sexuality because it's not always about sexuality you know mm -hmm. sometimes we we drag ourselves into space or spaces you know and that does not have any impact in our well-being mm -hmm. you know uh, it's peer pressure True. can be peer pressure and 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 the the peer pressure that you find yourself in, it has got nothing, there's no vested interest in your success in any other thing. Sure. Uh, but you find yourself in that. Um, because I think in most situations, people compare themselves. Sure. People compare themselves. Um, I compare myself to the other doctor, the other doctor compares you. That, that, that's a waste of time. Yeah. That's a waste of time. So it's, it's education. Education about that sexuality and everything. So long as you get educated across, you know, all the borders yeah. or some of the borders that I might have mentioned, the better you know about it. How, how has modern technology improved or and disadvantaged traditional or Western machines? Wow. Uh, it's still it's 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 still gonna get very interesting um, it's still going to get very interesting uh, you know during those days there were no ultrasounds for an example today there's an ultrasound during my times when i started it was a 2d ultrasound um, and they did went to 3G ultrasound. <laughs> uh, at the moment, we talk of 4D ultrasounds. 4D ultrasound is that when you do an ultrasound, you see a child as it is. You see, yeah. you know, the system as it is. Just to mention a portion of this, of an ultrasound. Today, you can, you can be involved in an operation. You can operate with someone that is not on site. You can you can operate with with a professor uh, overseas, being that other side, and you operating. We operate on you, and via via that that's telemedicine. You know, um, today you can get into a room, and I might be sitting in this room. I can listen to your heart sounds. Being in free state, Kilemo, you know, 
and so it's telemedicine so it's it's technology so this is evolving a lot of things that are happening uh, i can have an interaction with you um, and make an informed decision mm. and you get better from that there were no phones then yeah you can have flu you can call me on flu we can have a consultation telephonic consultation mm. and I, I, I end up giving you some medication mm-hmm. and you get better sure. and you get healed you know on that you know it's tele so so it's still going to get better and better and better and better very interesting I'm looking to that after this um, people are moving towards natural herbs or natural ways of medicating themselves um, and to and tools to make remedies is this a bad outlook on western medication I I wouldn't say it's a good or a bad uh, I think nothing is unintentional mm. the question I will take it back to you that how do we get to Western medicine mm. and maybe the source for us to can say this is Panado it's working uh, is it not a help I don't know I'm just asking uh, <laughs> I, I don't know I'm just asking but the, the, the truth of the matter is that whatever that we call a drug it starts at this level first as yeah. you can see it's yeah. like that and exactly and then they take whatever Extraction. it's sure yeah something like that so uh, it's I, I think when we're talking when you say herbs we are calling it herbs and when we are saying it's western medicine we are calling it western medicine but actually what exactly are we dealing with here are we not dealing with the same thing that we have just been giving different names yeah. I don't know. That's for you to, to find out. I'm not going to <laughs> give answers about, about any other thing. There are a lot of things that um, I was talking to my other mentor uh, who was making me aware that, do you know this? I said, no, I do not know this. He said that, you know, after you are being circumcised, we give you this the old times yeah. this is what we put around you know that 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 part and, and this there's no bleeding it stops the bleeding right away it's a tree that is a tree yeah whereas in medicine it's something else so i wonder if they're not using the same <laughs> we don't know we don't know okay. um would you advise a young um professional to get a medical aid and is it suitable for him or her to get it at a young stage in their careers? I would recommend that young people should take care of themselves, number one. Number two, I would recommend that young people listen to their elders. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you the basic medication. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we can get to the other medication. Yeah. N- number three. Giving us so medication. Yeah. And number three, I would I would I would I would opt, you know, that you know 
for unforeseen circumstances, mm-hmm. you need to know what's going to happen. I mean, we do not know what does tomorrow have for us. Sure. Uh, we can be involved. So, should you get involved in an accident? Should you get involved in this and this and this? What are the possibilities? I think that is what will make you decide mm-hmm. whether you need a medical aid or you don't need a medical aid. And the next part will be maybe before or prior to that is that do I afford this? Can I afford this? Mm-hmm. Uh, what is better? Uh, what is better? Is it for me to to use this for this reason or maybe to put this away for some insurance? It's a form of insurance. Medical aid is a form. It's another form of insurance. Mm-hmm. You're protecting yourself for the future. It's never about the present. It's always about the future. Sure. You know, so that is why you take insurance. It's called insurance. So yeah. So, so basically, you know, in short, I, w- I would say that it's something to consider. Okay. Thank you, thank you very much. What is so rewarding about your medical profession? It's the ability. It's the ability to can be white. It's the ability. You know, for me to can see this face, you know, this, you know, for me to can be able to can access this other side mm-hmm. that other people are not able to can access, mm-hmm. you know, and, and restore that, you know, through, through God's given talent, obviously, and help and grace to can restore that to a person, you know. There's nothing that is fulfilling in a medical field for someone that came in with pain mm-hmm. or with hopelessness and you restore those. And the person ultimately gets restored to the happiness. There's mm-hmm. hope now. Person is no longer in pain. Person is that's his fulfilling. That's, so that's priceless. Do you have any other um, uh, family members or yeah, family members um, in the medical field? Yes, yes I do. And I've, I've, I've got a, a, a nephew who's completing a nursing degree this year. Uh, I've got a, a niece who has just started uh, in, in pharmacy. You know, um, yeah, who actually wanted to do medicine, you know, but the grades were not good. He could not be accepted in that. But she, she never stopped and said that, no, uh, ultimately I will then end up, you know, I will do pharmacy. So, yeah, so, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they are there, you know, and I know that there are still others that, that are still to come, you know, to take over. I just cannot, cannot wait for, for one to... To, to take over and to can go beyond where I am and, and see the better I need. Yes, you must pass on the torch, man. <laughs> you must be able to pass on the torch. I will. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. So, where do you envision yourself and your family in the next 10 to 5 years? God is in control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be mentioning any scriptures now, but. God is in control and through God's liking uh, 
I would I would submit my ways to him and then he would decide you know what you so but in in five years from now to then we hoping to be still under God's grace uh, we hoping that we will still find ourselves you know being those that make a difference in other people's life mm-hmm. we hope you know to be the ones that are the ones that are shouting shouting say go 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 you can do it you can make it you know yeah, and yeah. and hopefully that whatever that we are envy that we are starting to try working on it's been taken beyond yeah. you know the, the borders of our ability and you know where everything just goes beyond you know then what we know or what we normally would see Mm-hmm. happening so yes uh, the future is bright uh, it's unfortunate i don't have any glasses uh, nearby i would be putting on my glasses just to show you how bright the future is it's so bright it's not funny yeah yeah don't don't let them tell you that it's gonna get bad that's what we were told yes mm-hmm. uh, before you were even born uh, that is what i was told and here we are things are actually looking better yeah. and better And, and much greater greater also. greater things that are coming the health system will actually not get worse it will get better True. and who will make it better is for you to can make those decisions is for you to can make those changes is for you to turn around and become better people mm-hmm. you know and, and and join hands together and start working towards uh, our 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 public um, health systems They're not bad. We make them bad. We make them bad. We we stopped believing in them. We have expectations, too much expectations, without even making sure, you know, that we give credit to those uh, really need mm-hmm. or the credit way needs to be. You know, those poor healthcare professionals. They go all out. They wake up in the morning to make sure. That you know what they give us the best of the best, but no, because we are so immense and used to to saying that you know this is not something or this is not made whatever or some of this other whole other healthcare sector. You know we are so comparing, we do not see what is good that we can get. This this good in each and everything as much as this this bad in anything. So you choose what you want to say. So I always say that look for solutions. Mm. Stop concentrating on problems. Come up with solutions. You, you remind me of a saying that says, um, uh, "Don't be deceived by something, because um, salt looks like sugar. So taste it first." before you feel like ah, it's sugar it's sugar you know when it's actually salt yeah. so as back to black we'd like to say and in conclusion um i'd personally like, like to say thank you for the information you shared thank you for the wisdom especially the one about the bills <laughs> you know that will get the lens it will help me in the future when <laughs> i'm planning my medical aid yeah. and um Thank you for sharing your wisdom, sharing your gems, and definitely for the future doctors 
for the future psychologist um, for any young person regardless of what occupation they choose this goes beyond um, occupation this goes beyond medical uh, I don't know medical resources medical <laughs> medical reasoning but you know, you you taught me a lot thank you for greeting us with your presence thank you for inviting us into your personal space into your space into your sacred space the one that you don't share um, with anyone um, we are very thankful to you for for having us you know on this platform that you placed us on and as back to black as the last question our mission as back to black is to hopefully teach others you know older and younger and the same level as us as to learn about yourself learn about your surroundings like you said learn about whatever it is that surrounds you you know don't pick and choose what um what you receive always be curious always question as to why how where and what um as back to black again i'd like to say thank you many thank yous okay you're gonna be here thank yous <laughs> a lot um but as the last question what does it mean to go to be back to black um look i I, I, I don't I don't know as much as I would I would want to to answer that mm-hmm. uh, I don't know the concept uh, you know be, behind yeah. back to black mm-hmm. uh, what 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 does that mean uh, maybe I would I, I don't want to misinterpret mm-hmm. or to, to give some misconceptions or misconceived ideas about that mm-hmm. but look uh, love yourself mm-hmm love yourself love your neighbor uh, you know more than any other thing because all of us where we are at we are where we are at you know and we will continue to grow mm-hmm. you know so long as we do not shame ourselves on how we look and how we think mm-hmm. you know but we, we we should we should not be ashamed of us being black and we should not find ourselves, you know, being in in question of that, you know. But that is, it's it's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. That is what we normally see, you know. Uh, but I don't know if you ever thought about the soul. Yeah, it's colorless. Hello. I don't know what color is the soul. We don't know. Exactly. So so that is why in. <laughs> In, in closing, you know, I would say that, you know, strive to be the best of the best person, mm-hmm. you know, rather than striving to be more black, mm-hmm. you might lose uh, the importance mm-hmm. of the, the best person that is in you. You might not see yourself moving forward because you've spent so much time looking into that and then you're fighting. But nevertheless, love one another so as as as, as blacks uh, as we view ourselves as we are uh, being regarded as uh, we should continue we should continue to do what is right you know because uh, for us to can to have been 
called black i i do not know what's the origin of us being called black so back to black black to black uh, white to white white to black or anything i value a soul more than any other thing Yeah, but yeah, but 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 yeah, a, a very good concept there. So that's why I, I say that I don't want to be misrepresenting yeah. and, and 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 taking away the concept, you know, of taking up, you know, what is black. Uh, if I'm regarded as black, and you see me as black, I love it. I love myself. I love my sister, black as she is, brown as she is. I do not know. Uh, so it's it's one of those. So, but I don't want us, you know, to get trapped. In, in the color in the coloring story yeah. you know, because I've taken a lot of blood samples I've taken a lot of blood samples from human beings mm. there's not even a single human being that I've not taken blood from those that are regarded as Caucasians those that are regarded as blacks those that are regarded as whites <coughs> those that are regarded as Indians any 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 color that you can think of mm. guess what when i put on the blood there you cannot tell which is who's, who's yeah. who's. Thank, you. thank you thank you so much thank you so much for your time and uh, for for picking my mind and uh, for, for for reminding me of certain other things and and i hope and pray that the almighty gives you all the strength gives you all the wisdom and you take this to another level and the others learn as much as possible from you you go out there you awaken them and i will tell you something keep working keep running yes. keep sprinting all the way follow me i'm behind you <laughs> thank you very much Zimbo. This is a great interview. Mm. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Sabi. Hey, where, where are we now? Referitum. Yo, mm-hmm. Tane, where is this? Was this recording? Yes, you did press the record. Wow. introduce yourself and who you are to our back to black viewers hi my name is zandi and i am a b.ed student final year b.ed student Yay. <laughs> are you happy about the progress that you're making so far not really why i'm not ready for responsibility <laughs> but you're going to be the gentleman it's a great great let's hope so Let's hope you're gonna do great. Don't I? Don't I? So our first question, our first back to black question: What is your teaching philosophy? In other words, what makes you passionate about the career path that you've chosen? I honestly feel like teaching is a 
I don't even know how to say it. It's something that you were born with. It's not something that you actually learn. Meaning that you need to actually have patience and the knowledge to work with kids. And you need, I don't even, passion in a sense. Mm -hmm. Because kids are very, very manipulative. And (laughs) you end up being like five stages of emotions in one one period and one period is like 30 minutes so or you just go through all the seasons of the year in one period so it's tough so i guess that answers our second question which is what frustrates you the most about your career path parents parents yes parents do not teach their kids manners parents give their kids too much allowance to do a lot of things parents give their kids too much allowance to disrespect other people and kids are actually taught that they're not punished so they end up being very very disrespectful and very rowdy in the class so do you feel like in other words you have to be the co-parent yes definitely definitely you are actually the second mother because at the end of the day if you if you look at things you are actually the mother more than the actual mother because the child spends more time with you than their actual parents so what is the biggest challenge or the biggest challenge awaiting you that you face as a student or as a student becoming a teacher classroom management okay can you describe or tell us more about class management for those who do not know i actually get excited a lot in the classroom so the kids tend to get excited with me and then (laughs) we derail so classroom management is not my strong point Okay. So, knowing about um, Ms. Dufuna's case, um, how does that case influence you as a becoming teacher and how do you think the bullying should be handled in schools going forward? I think that schools need to have workshops in a sense where kids are taught about different aspects of uh being a human being because being a human being does not necessarily mean waking up and breathing every day because ultimately you need to respect people you need to think about people's feelings and the moment you want to say something because people don't handle things the same yeah yes so some people are naturally weak some people are naturally strong so ultimately we won't get hit on the same place by the same thing so what is a typical day or a typical life day in a teacher of your stature like waking up in the morning running to the bus because <laughs> that's what i do on a daily basis and yeah and actually making noise because I speak a lot and I'm very, very loud. Yeah, but 
<laughs> I feel like your loudness is it's, it's very how can I describe it? It's very it's very necessary and very needed, you know. So in terms of that I, I feel like it's very needed for us who are very quiet. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. if you say so, because I am very, very loud. It makes us feel awake though, no lie. <laughs> I am gonna lie. So our next question. What is your favorite subject to learn and to teach? Language in general. I feel like languages teach us to be diverse. Mm-hmm. Because when you learn a language, in a sense, you learn the culture. So ultimately, you learn to be diverse mm-hmm. and you are not biased and narrow minded. Would you say it goes hand in hand with social sciences? In a sense, yes. So, I'm guessing this is going to be like a hard question. What are your strengths as a teacher? My strengths as a teacher? Or that you have identified which this okay. is my strength. I've identified that I, I bring out the talkativeness in kids. So the shy kids tend to talk a lot when I'm around. Yeah. So uh, I, I think I feel like that's like my strength because they get to be themselves ultimately when I'm around. And then when you're not around, do you still think they still carry that attribute with themselves at the end of the day? Not always. Why do you say that? Because I think comfortability. Mm-hmm. feel that they're more comfortable when I'm around because I've realized that like for example in my first year teaching experience I went to Ritfontaine there was a child who was bullied and when I was there he was not bullied mm-hmm. so he stuck with me and then when I was gone he was bullied again mm-hmm. so in a sense don't been to that kid <laughs> Uh, what is your biggest weakness mm. that you've learned so far or has become a habit or pattern that you've noticed? Behavioral management. I get too excited and ultimately my kids also get too excited and we derail. But I also think that's fun. I think there's also like a limit yeah. you know so derailing on an everyday basis is not healthy yeah because you never get the work done. done true so what are your goals and expectations do you have for yourself as a future leader my goals i really feel like i want to change a few aspects in the education system they're just a lot of things that are not viable they just don't make sense mm-hmm. because i feel like people who set these uh, guidelines and rules are people who sit in the office and they don't actually experience a classroom on an everyday basis so they set unrealistic standards and unrealistic goals can you at least name one of those standards or goals that are set that you like time change time time on the caps document because every topic in every subject has time allocation 
so when you look at things the moment you get to class it's like it's going to be rowdy obviously mm-hmm. and then kids need to settle down you need to greet the kids people need to take out their books and then 10 minutes of the lesson is gone mm-hmm. meaning that you need to just teach a topic in 20 minutes which is not enough mm-hmm. so I feel like there's just too much work and too little time and too little resources so are we saying that we should follow the method of the like the overseas for example america for example where like the kids they go go home or after school for them it's like four mm, no 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 because okay. resources number one are yeah. an issue in south africa so i feel like i don't i don't even know how to put this but i feel like using different methods Mm -hmm. to teach the curriculum Mm -hmm. it will help a lot in the classroom because we cannot be using systems like in america because number one we are not the same economically so certain things we might not be able to afford for example like in a lot of provinces areas kids don't have kids don't have textbooks Mm -hmm. which is also an issue because kids need resources to study okay so now that you've established your goals what are your expectations as a teacher Hmm. i want to make a difference yes i want to when i'm 40 years old i want to look back and actually see the work that i've done I want to see the change that I have contributed in the area that I'll be working at. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Oh my god. I see myself as a qualified language teacher. In other words, I want to be qualified to teach all the South African languages. Because <laughs> now I can just only teach three. Oh, so, okay. which are? Sepedi, English, and Afrikaans. So, I ultimately want to be able to teach all 11 official South African languages. Oh, that's exciting. I can't, I can't wait for that day. I, <laughs> I, I, I just wish, I just wish, like, in teacher standards, like the nurses, you know, that mm-hmm. I just. Yep, epilates. Yeah, I just feel like teachers deserve that, man. Man, uh, unfortunately, teachers don't get recognition for their efforts. Especially, and especially in pay as well. True. Because, like, teachers and student teachers should be, like, regarded as the most paid, you know. I'm not saying that other careers are bad or anything about, but, like, you guys must be paid more, like, yo. And it's it's something to look forward to, and I think our educational system will benefit from this interview. True. And definitely, we are thankful for you. It's and a pleasure. You. And yes, and you, obviously you'll get your gift much later. But thank you for this interview. It's a pleasure. And thank you for blessing us with your presence. So the last question that we'd like to ask our viewers. 
and that we like to ask the person that we're interviewing, especially you, what does it mean back to black for you? Back to black for me means um, being African, mm-hmm. remembering our roots, going back to our roots, understanding where our fathers and forefathers come from, mm-hmm. the struggle and the culture that was something that they lived for on an everyday basis mm-hmm. because in this day and age kids are just imitating people overseas especially americans so we end up losing our identity as africans thank you very much it's a pleasure we are blessed, we are very blessed and thank you very much and therefore we conclude the interview our third interview Danny, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much. Dad. Question for the second episode of Back to Black. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In high school, what was your favorite subject? Ooh, 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 ooh. High school, ne? Yeah. Actually, high school, high school, like, yo, was one of my best. One of my best years was like when I was in grade 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. That was like one of my yo, excellent years. And my favorite subject was. Well, I had two. I can't choose between two of them. Yeah, you can name them. Okay, it's uh, cat and business. Why? Why? Because I'm a businessman. Well, I'm more into business because I'm more about the money and all of that. And computers, I love computers because you can do anything with computers graphic design, music your work and you can find your own office in your computer did you find your childhood experience enlightening oh facts facts i like i grew up with some hood niggas <laughs> so it was actually kind of fun like like nine o'clock we'd be out in the streets mothers be like hey we're not 12 so my childhood experience was fun man you know and all of that it was actually quite fun unlike now sorry for this generation <laughs> yo a lot that's those are like the days didn't have anything to worry about yeah you could just pee like right there <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna tell you shit. So imagine living that stress free life. Okay. For your third question, how did you keep yourself disciplined in Corona? Corona or COVID 19 2020, which was last year? <sighs> I had to discipline myself because I had school. <laughs> there was nothing that I could do about that, but it was all about just self-discipline and respecting yourself. Mm-hmm. And if 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 you're gonna have like that discipline to be like, I'm not gonna go out of the house, you won't go out of the house. But if you can't stand it, then ah, you were just gonna be roaming the street just like any other kids. Yeah. So yeah, but Xbox kept me inside and books. <laughs> Those were the two main things that kept me inside. Oh, it's the Xbox. Thank God, Xbox. Yeah, thank God. Actually, thank uh, Bill Gates. 
why is gratitude important <sighs> gratitude gratitude yo, yo it's, it's it's more like something i would say it's a characteristic that you need in your life mm-hmm. if you don't have it i feel like you should build on it mm-hmm. because it's gonna build you as a person it's gonna take you way far in life to places where you never expected to be Your question says to me is cool and stress free. What is your fashion sense? Or fashion I mean, style? Well, some days it's streetwear, some days it's vintage, some days it's streetwear mixed with vintage. But mostly, like, I like both. Mostly inspired by Sebraki, Mr. West, and Virgil Albo. Oh, so, like, today. You have like a vintage art for them, so yeah. Pretty cool. Church, preach. <laughs> uh, I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. Hey, hey. And break the law. Ah. Rihanna did me better. Ah, Rihanna, Riri, give me a call, baby. You know, you, you, you and I, you and I. Look at me. Come on, girl. Now that the matric is done, what are you currently studying? Thank God. Uh, professional cookery management. Okay, so what do you do there? Actually, like, I'm learning uh, how to manage a hotel, lodge, and resorts, and all of that. Oh, okay. And why the, this career choice? Why this career choice? Because one day I would like to own my own restaurant. And in order to own a restaurant, I need to know like the basics about business, especially business in the hospitality industry. It's quite different. It's quite challenging. So yeah, I want to embark on that future, and I'm gonna take it head on. Right. Head on, I'm going. But... What is it like being a young human in South Africa? <laughs> oh, being a young human in South Africa can be difficult as. Fuck, especially growing up in the hood, because you got you got people like looking down on you, and there's people who be like, "Why does he have all of that, and I don't have all of that?" And those people are trying to bring you down. So growing up in an environment like that, it's going to determine how strong you are. And if you're not that strong, then it's gonna take you down. Believe me. Pink looks more suitable on guys. Yeah. Or ladies, or both. Guys, because I love pink. Pink is my favorite color. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Pink is for men. I don't know why they classify pink for ladies, but pink is for men. Man, pink looks good on us. You should see me in, in, in like my pink uh, 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 shirt. Oh, it brings up my eyes. And brings out my skin. Trust me, wear pink. Wear pink. The ladies will love it. When is a party lit according to you? When it's raining, ne? When it's raining. Okay. And people will just decide to go home, but come back with their raincoats just to dance in the rain. That's when you know, <laughs> shit is popping. That's when you know. Not when it's raining and be like, yo, show me now I wanna go home now. 
you go home and you fetch your raincoat, but when you come back, come back with dancing in the rain. That's when the party is lit, believe me. And you only get that in Mami Lodi, nowhere else. So now for future questions. Right. What is on your mind right now? Food. <laughs> what or who had made a difference in your life? My mother. I wouldn't actually be here without my mother. Something that I've learned is that I shouldn't trust any woman except my mother. What is most important to you? Life. Don't you think it's an understatement? It is, but life is important, man. If 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 life wasn't important, what's gonna be important to you? Well, ah man, I can't really say anything else is that important except my family. Do you believe in manifestation? <sighs> Manifesting, yeah. I manifest a lot. You gotta dream big, man. How can I say? Yo, I will be in class, man, zoned out. Just manifesting about close. And the final question on our second episode for Back to Black. What does Back to Black mean to you? Back to Black means that we're going back to the days where we were all actually black instead of being white. Because right now we're all just trying to act white when we're really black. Because the system, the system is going to kill us and we are letting it kill us so we should go back to being black and this is why we're here so we're going back to being black thank you for joining us thank you ah you know what's up yep i'm on okay camera rolling Lights, camera, sound, action. <laughs> we have the end today as our first guest for our first episode for Be- Back to Black. Welcome to the first episode. Woo! Thank you. I'm to be that. <laughs> so, knowing that you're a musician, a full-on artist, a former athlete. You could have been a customer. Oh my gosh, you could have been proud. <laughs> okay, it's fine. You know, we still have music. We still have banging <laughs> music, banging hits. So, as you're going to start this interview with the first question Growing up in Nelspreet, how was it for Leanne Keck? Oh, <laughs> is really like a small place, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Nelspreet is sort of like our little city, I could say, like that. Yeah. But it's a really small place, amazing nature, um, the people, I want to say nice people, but I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, really nice place. I moved there in 2002, um, straight from Germany. So I mm-hmm. came through in 2002, moved to Nelspreet. Um, I was not speaking English at the time, so I had to learn 
which was difficult. <laughs> so I was speaking German full time, and then I went to a preschool in Sun Park, mm -hmm. um, where I made a couple of friends. My two best friends were Karabo and Ritabile. Hey, and they're the ones that taught me how to speak English to yeah. Um So yeah, we basically two years preschool. Um, started learning English, had to speak a little bit less German at home because my teacher was like, Fam, you're never going to get this right. Like, you need to stop. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it was just like, you know, a very chill time, you know, childhood mm -hmm. vibes. Um, I started learning the national anthem. That's the first thing I remember singing that I didn't know what I was saying was the <laughs> national anthem. So yeah. every single day, teacher Julie and Matty, those are my teachers, yeah. literally put us in a row and said, guys, <laughs> yeah. National anthem today. <laughs> so after that, okay, so I had to go to pri uh, primary school. So I went to Large Falafel because it was like walking distance from where I stayed. Mm -hmm. Went to Large Falafel, had to start learning Afrikaans because now this was Afrikaans in English school mm -hmm. and all the announcements were in Afrikaans regardless. Yeah. So I started learning, it was close to German. So I picked it up from the radio from Radio Lafeld. Mm -hmm. And because um, Radio Lafeld was always playing like Sundays at, at, like, at the house, although we didn't understand what they were saying. Like yeah. it was just playing because of the music. So I started understanding. My mom was like, one day she's like, where did you learn that? Like, how do you know how to speak? <laughs> yeah. And um, so I went to school, made a couple of friends, um, some familiar faces from, from, from preschool as well, mm -hmm. like one or two, not too many. Um, and then I guess I was going to church, a German church. And they sort of like discovered this this talent for music. I mean, it's always been there since I was like a child, a baby, mm -hmm, yeah. um, dancing on tables and so on and so forth. But then um, my pianist or organist from the church noticed that I was really interested in playing piano mm -hmm. and that I could sing and my mom could sing. So she started giving me these singing lessons. I started going to Eisteddfod, yeah. which happens at the Civic Center in Nelsbury. So it's yeah. literally like the only place that we have that is sort of like entertainment-wise, yeah. the thing, you know. So we have Eisteddfod every year, which is basically like this competition where they grade you like A+, plus or yeah. A, or A triple plus, whatever, yeah. or B, or C, or F, you know. Yeah. And that's literally how it goes. So, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So basically what happens is they grade you according to like how good you are. Yeah. And then I legit like this guy doesn't even know. <laughs> the producer just came through. Yeah, yeah, the producer just came through. Yeah, like, hey, hey. You know what I mean? Anyway, so we had this competition. I used to go there like three years. So that's the first time I actually held like a mic stood there like i was this tall yeah i stood there singing my songs i sang a song afrikaans english and german yeah so those are the things i used to do english was always the one that got the a <laughs> the afrikaans and the german always got like a double plus a plus yeah, yeah yeah so i don't know i believed i could sing at that time and then grade three came through i won my first medal at cross country so Ooh. now i was like oh yeah you know multi-talented vibes yeah <laughs> i was like but i love running you know and my dad was like, no, but you need to make a choice now. You mm -hmm. can't be dancing at two weddings, as he always says. Yeah. So I was like, I was crying in the shower. I was like, I can't choose. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Let me rather choose the running because it's at school. It's more like I can make friends. Whereas the music, I'm all alone. It's just mm -hmm. me and my music teacher. It's old people. It's, you know. Yeah. So chose the athletics. 
did the athletics for a while, but I didn't stop doing choir. Mm-hmm. So I started doing choir at school because everything was just at school. So it's not like he could tell me now, nah, fam, you can't do <laughs> It wasn't at the same time. Yeah, yeah. It was all at school. It's not like he had to drive me to music lessons, yeah. drive me to athletics, drive me wherever. So I did the choir. I think there was like a year that I didn't do athletics in yeah. primary. And then I went through to high school, which was Urspo Bartlam. Mm-hmm. And then I was really determined in terms of the athletics. Like, now I need to be a star. Yeah. You get it. So um, grade eight, I pushed through Samantha. <laughs> so shout out to Samantha. Samantha. Literally, like, she ran past me. And she's, like, this short. Yeah. Like, she's so short. Like, curves, everything. Yeah. She ran past me. I was like, damn, guys. Uh. Why can I never be there? Like, why? <laughs> and then, uh, but I just kept on doing the athletics. Yeah. She transferred to Lofeld High, so then at that plum, I was like doing a athlete vibes um, till grade twelve. Started mm-hmm. running like seven events. Um, that was basically my main thing. But like I never stopped music. It's just that at that plum, like we didn't have choir. We mm-hmm. had Ravi. Yeah. So with Ravi, it's like a lot of admin. You guys stay at, at like school till like nine p.m. My dad was not gonna have that. So I was like, okay, you know, it's cool. I won't do Ravi. <laughs> we had a talent show. I think this was like the breakthrough. Yeah. Sort of like the, the, the decision that I made, like, you know, music is in my blood and that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. 17, Timothy Valoi still remembers this. Um, we had a talent show and, or like a, yeah, a talent show in replacement of the Ravi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Flummy's got talent vibes. Yeah, yeah. Flummy's are what we used to call ourselves. Like, yeah. Because we say burn with pride. So you're like a little flame. Oh, okay. Um, so you burn with pride. That was our oh. logo. Um, well, not logo, what am I saying? A motto, rather. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had the talent show and then, like, they just liked it, you know? And then me and Timothy won first place together. We tied. Oh. And Timothy was this person that I saw, like, damn, this guy can sing. Yeah. You know? And he's also out on iTunes. Damn, this guy can sing. You know, he's crazy. Like, he's amazing, you know? Yeah. And for me to be tied up with him, I was like, damn, okay, that should mean something. Yeah. And yeah, so we won, I won the most versatile trophy that, that mm-hmm. year. And then obviously, metric came through, prelims, whatever, whatever, yeah. going crazy. That's when we like really like focused on academics. Yeah, feeling the heat. And then after that, like, but it's always been a dream to like come to the city. Because yeah. like, Nasbury, support-wise, it's not the place to be for music. Yeah. So that's why I think I, I held the break on it before actually starting something so i held the brakes but of course like when i was 18 i was doing like the whole the whole production thing at the house learning how to use this is there's this thing called lmms okay which no one knows about but it's a production program but everyone's oh. using fl studio so like people are like what are you using it doesn't make sense we used to come through be like cubase used to be like reason used to be like ah come on yeah. I use this one use i'm like bruh but we need to crack this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> That's difficult. I don't know how to do that, you know? So, yeah, but then in general, Nelspreet is a nice place to be because it's like a place that allows you to think about what you really want to do with your life. Yeah. So I think growing up there was great because I think had I grown up in Pretoria or Joburg, yeah. it would have been different because yeah. the pressure here is so, it's so much mm-hmm. and you don't have time to think about what you really want to do because mm-hmm. of the pressure of keeping up with everything that is happening in the city. So it's a really nice place to go to, to unwind and think about your life. Mm-hmm. I also think the reason why I've elevated so much in the past two, three years is literally because December I go back to Nelspreet mm-hmm. and I have that breather. So it's not like yeah. really like a vacation, but like 
you're at home, you have a breather. Mm -hmm. You see the trees, you see the, you hear the birds, you know, you mm -hmm. get to relax. Yeah. You want to buy a shoe that don't have your size. <laughs> it's wraps. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So you can't force things. Yeah. And, you know, you have to wait. It teaches you patience. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So our next question is, how did R&B music influence your music? R&B music, um, I think it started in 2015. Yeah. Uh, became crazy <laughs> about Kelani. Yeah, yeah. And specifically that song, Crazy. Yeah. Like C-R-Z-Y. Um, but obviously before that she had other songs. Mm -hmm. But I was crazy about Kelani. Yeah. Kelani came through. Um, she just started up in music scene. I was following a model, Narissa Valdez, on Instagram. Yeah. And then she posted a song about like one of Kelani's songs. Mm -hmm. Probably should be here. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to the whole album. I'm like, damn, it's like Yeah. Love the intro. Love the the construction. The vibes, everything about it was just like it was not too R and B ish. Like mm -hmm. the concepts were so like real. Mm -hmm. You know? I was I remember when I was like at home, I used to tell my mom, like, why are these people always singing about love? Mm -hmm. If it's a male artist, he sings about a woman. If it's a woman, she sings about a man. Mm -hmm. Calm down, guys. Not everything is about that, guys. Calm yeah. down. And I was literally like, oh, We are tired, you know? Yeah. So she came through and she did like there's a song on, on You Should Be Here, Running. Yeah. Like, um, basically, it's about a woman who keeps it running, keeps it moving, mm -hmm. keeps it going. Motivational stuff. Yeah. So, a song like, uh, You'll Be Alright. Yeah. Um, there's bright. You're, you're like the sun, so always stay bright. Yeah. From a woman's perspective, from a man's perspective, it's it was different. Yeah. And I feel like that's the thing that influenced. Um, me be becoming an artist because I felt like she gave me hope that we could talk about those things mm -hmm. and also at the same time we could still talk about love and stuff like you should be here mm -hmm. right and her intro was really nice made me like it, I was like yeah I want to do intros as well you know mm -hmm. like introduce like I noticed like I finally found the definition of what is a mixtape actually um how what's the difference between an EP and album mixtape you know mm -hmm. the whole definitions and I think the technical side of the music, mm -hmm. like it, it introduced me to that. So I think that's how R&B has influenced me as an artist, as a whole. Okay. So since you've started like your music career since from the womb up till now, you can't say like three years, <laughs> past three years. Yeah. Um, how has the progression been? And what are the lessons that you've learned along the way or the do's and don'ts for you? Um, yeah, it's basically been like two, three. This is the third year. Mm -hmm. Doing it professionally. Um, do's and don'ts for me. Do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts, like... Of the industry. Yeah. Like you, you would prefer this over this? Mm -hmm. Or maybe you would prefer like a technique of some sort rather than that technique in terms of that? Um, I think that being a musician for like two, three years now, yeah, yeah. professionally, it's really different. Like I feel like a lot of people that are aspiring to do music mm -hmm. have to really delve deeper into realizing that it's more than just 
hype singing yeah yeah and and performing mm-hmm. and dancing you know like a lot of people think it's just gigs events and and you you stand up you do this you do that you make a lot of money you have videos out on tv just 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 like this image and i don't think that's that's we know how it is though mm-hmm. it's a lot of stuff that goes into it i mean there's you need to realize that you can be as talented like i know t- tons of people who mm-hmm. know how to sing even some way better than me yeah but they are not on itunes they are not on spotify they are not on whatever mm-hmm. i think that it's a decision that you have to make mm-hmm. if you want to be an artist first of all and um in terms of technique the only way that you can actually attract people is by branding yourself yeah so you need to see yourself you need to start seeing yourself as a product yeah just like if you're applying for a job you need to see yourself as something that is valuable to what you're applying for mm-hmm. you get it like to that company so if you're trying to be in the music industry you need to be this valuable product that people are willing to invest in mm-hmm. record labels brands um for example an interview like this mm-hmm. would have to want to call you and say i want to interview you i want to hear your story yeah yeah you know I feel like that is important there's a whole business side to it that comes in that you have to be educated about yeah. which I think people underestimate um when it comes to the music thing because they literally just see what happens on the outside and yeah. they don't see behind the scenes yeah. and I feel like the artists that I have become so now really focuses on the behind the scenes like mm-hmm. especially with my producers and stuff I'm always there when we're working on the music mm-hmm. recording sessions production of the music from scratch we sit here for hours yeah. you know we do the things videos same thing we directing the videos together we edit together yeah. it's nothing that i'm not going to be there when we drop i am there yeah. when we are shooting i am there when we yeah. doing the makeup i am there yeah. <laughs> when we doing the dress code i am there like yeah. i'm literally everywhere and it's crazy because people don't really see um also the the thing of hustling and getting money to like put into the marketing I'm also yeah. so like people don't really see like how much work and effort goes into it so I feel like the strategies that I would recommend to people if they would go into music or basically into anything in life mm-hmm. and they want to make it like a success is you first have to have passion number 1 number 2 passion is important because passion I feel like as a woman first yeah you're you're an emotional being yeah. so if you don't have that emotional connection to what you're doing mm-hmm. it's not going to work out yeah maybe for a guy and you're less emotional about stuff yeah yeah maybe her uh, passion is also <laughs> important but like passion is really the thing because it's the thing that when you run out of yeah number 2 dedication yeah you at least have a passion it yeah. will remind you like passion is like passion you cannot run away from it it feels like purpose yeah so passion is purpose mm-hmm. and if you feel like there's a purpose you will always come back to the next two which is dedication mm-hmm. which means that you will have to dedicate yourself to something commit yourself to something so that's a decision mm-hmm. right when you fall off your dedication your commitment mm-hmm. you cheat on your on your on your when you grind yeah yeah <laughs> then you still have a passion though for it. Yeah. And that brings you back to dedication and commitment. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing that you should have is discipline. Yeah. So discipline is the thing that basically when your passion is slightly lacking. Yeah. Or your emotional side is slightly lacking. Yeah. You know. No. But today 
the to-do list says one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. We need to get it done. Yeah, and keeps you very, very on track. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I so feel discipline has to be there. You have to wake up at like this time of the morning. You have to make sure you do this, do this, do this. Yeah. This. You have to get it done. And if you have these three components and they intertwine and they work together, yeah. I feel like that is the thing that can make you successful. And also, I think what we can put in as a side hint is persistence. Yeah. So as hard as things get, as it feels like it's hopeless, you have to just feel persistent. Yeah. You have to be persistent. You have to just keep going. Yeah. If you feel like your passion is there, you just keep on trying, 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 keep releasing, you keep submitting CVs, you keep doing it, you keep going, you keep yeah. asking for help, you keep going to the bank, you keep asking for that loan, you keep doing it, you yeah. keep going until they accept you. Yeah. You know? So I feel like that's the thing that that makes you successful. Yeah. And also, I think, has brought me from where I was to where I am. Yeah. So your creativity is a range of things. And it's definitely beautiful, beautiful to see. But I want to know, we want to know. I mean, your creativity is not only in music. Are you also invested in other projects as well? Um, music is the number one passion. Yeah. So, like, everything kind of sort of falls into it regardless. Yeah. Um, I think with music, we literally... I don't know. I don't know if you can go a day without music. I don't think it's possible. Nah. <laughs> nah. You know, like, you literally have to have it playing in the background yeah. whatever it is you're doing. So, um Music is always playing in the car, in the bus, in the in the shop, in the everywhere, like, the gym, everywhere. Everywhere. So music is number one. Yeah. But in terms of being invested in other things, I think because of the music, I become invested in one production wise. Yeah. So I think like in terms of the video production, it has really taught me a lot. Um, because I remember the first time I ever worked with a editing program was mm -hmm. in grade nine as well with Sally. We had mm -hmm. a arts and culture project, which was a little movie, 10 minute movie that we had mm -hmm. to edit. Um, Wondershare was literally, <laughs> it's like a, a program that literally yeah. has this huge watermark on it. First time cracking a program. Yeah. Got that right with Sally. <coughs> we edited the video, came out superb. Really nice movie, actually. I was a little ninja. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that was like the first time I really did like video editing. But like since then, I've developed so many skill skills. You know, like um, using sound effects more yeah. appropriately, editing music videos, different transitions, how transitions can affect how the sound actually feels. Mm -hmm. um, you know, complementing visuals and audio together together is True. one thing that I enjoy doing. And then also. Um, I'm invested in fitness, gym, health, obviously, because like with this industry, how much pressure they put on you, mm -hmm. you have to literally, sometimes you don't sleep, Yeah. you know, you'd be up editing this video, doing this content, taking this photo, shoot, yeah. recording this song, me and 97 will be up till like 3am, chilling, nah, take it again, Yeah. nah, I feel like you could do better, take it again, yeah. you know, and you're just like dead, mm. you're like, no. Oh. Uh, yeah. Is that really okay? No, half time. Come back. Yeah. You need to be fit. Yeah. To do that, so I feel like health, drinking water, drinking coffee, <laughs> <laughs> um, having some chocolate here and there. Yeah. Um, 
you know, but eating a, in general a healthy diet, going to the gym, working out, mm-hmm. keeping your physique in check because, like, obviously, photo shoots. Yeah. You know, you have to stand around in heels for like six hours. Yeah. Um, you need to learn how to wash your heels. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the things, guys. Yeah, yeah. Leg day at its finest. Um, so yeah, I think gym is another thing. Fitness, health. Yeah. It's one of my interests. I'm very heavily invested into it. And then I think also the beauty industry, makeup, nails, hair. You really have to like, you know. Yeah. And today <laughs> we have to say that you look awesome. Like you're killing it. You're killing oh, it. You're killing yeah, it. Just, like, casual vibes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, hair, makeup, beauty, you know, you have to keep it in check. Yeah. So I think I'm also heavily invested in that. Um, also in other things, uh, academics. Yeah. Education is important. I just finished my BA degree in English and Communication. So. <laughs> shout out to all the grads this year. Yeah, shout, shout out, shout out. To all out. The grads, especially since last year was so challenging. Yeah. Um, hopefully your mental health is still in check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those who are doing honors this year, yeah. good luck to that. Masters this year, good luck as well. Yeah. Doctorate this year, big ups to you. <laughs> anyway, so like um, academics, very important. I feel like it gives you a different perspective on life. Um, it teaches you all of these things that I spoke about. Mm-hmm. Persistence. Yeah. Oh, persistence. Yeah, yeah. That assignment, persistence. It, it teaches you a lot. Um, and also just teaches you how harsh life can be mm-hmm. you know being a student so i think i'm also heavily invested in that um what else mm, i think that's about it. oh no wait um also charity so since i started Ooh. doing the music thing um it has opened my eyes to the struggles of people mm-hmm. also coming to pretoria yeah how yeah. many people walk in like everywhere you go yeah you walk in a street and a piece of two red. Yeah. You walk in the street, cafes are high red. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's like a few people here that I always give money to because I'm like, you know, I feel like it's like just something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Be like, okay, cool, you know, help this person. Yeah. Yes, I know drugs and so on and so forth moves around. But I mean, I still feel like these people need to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not really their fault. So money here and there. Mm-hmm. And then I also started with Color Africa clothing which is a brand from Hazelview, mm-hmm. um, which is close to home. So yeah. they donate school clothes to children. And since I'm heavily invested in academics, mm-hmm. I feel like that makes a lot of sense because academics is the future mm-hmm. and yeah, it gives true. you a future. So Definitely. yeah, donating um, sanitary pads for young girls, mm-hmm. um, donating school uniforms, also making the owner aware of like, okay, I know this person that needs help or, um, okay, I feel like I can donate so-and-so and so okay, let's yeah. run this campaign. Um, also, you'll find me, I wear his clothes um, often as well, from yeah. Africa. So you can literally buy a shirt yeah. from me or from another ambassador and literally then just donate to that cause yeah. by buying the shirt. Yeah. You know, but prices range, like I think it's like 150 It's not that bad. Yeah. So like, at least it's going for a good cause. Yeah. It's fashionable. True. You should know you've seen true. it. She's, true. Done. True. True. <laughs> She's done the most wearing it. So like, um, yeah, I mean, I think those are the things I'm heavily invested in. I do want to do more charity though. Yeah. I was looking at Doctors Without Borders, sort of. Yeah. Because you know, now I'm like over the age of 21. So at least now, yeah. hey, bruh, before they used to approach me, be like, 
come, come, come and join us. I'm like, I'm not going to, like, seriously, I'm like, I'm not 20 uh-huh. minutes, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, like, uh, I've been waiting, so maybe I'll just go and check it out and see what it's about. Oh, oh wait, one more. Donating blood, guys. You need to donate blood. I'm scared of needles, just saying. Well, uh, if you're scared of needles, <laughs> whatever. But donate blood yeah. as often as you can. I have iron, iron issues, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, sometimes they deny me. Yeah. yeah. But like, now they give out like iron tablets, especially for us women. Yeah. Since we bleed like every single month. So they give us these iron tablets you take every two days. Yeah. And then when the tablets finish, you can go donate again. Yeah. So at least like they, they pay you back in terms of the iron again because like, it really eats out a lot of your iron. Yeah. Um, but I feel like that's also a really good thing to do. Because I mean, you do save lives. Your blood does save like four people's lives. Fact. Just learned something new today. Hope you did too. <laughs> so, where do you see your passion and your talents taking you? I want to say to another planet, but <laughs> you know, because they're opening Mars now. So yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll have performances in Mars. Yeah. You know, 2035. Yeah. You never know. I'm joking. <laughs> Overseas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, I feel like it's going to take me far. I feel like. Um, yeah, it's just going to take me, I think, besides the fact that it's going to take me overseas, I mean, I've been overseas, I'm from overseas, Yeah, yeah. so that's not really, like, important. I feel like the important thing is it's going to take me to new places, new people, mm-hmm. and new experiences, Yeah. and it's going to teach me things in life, it's going to make me a better person, and it's going to help me, um, hopefully, be a good influence to other people, Yeah. motivate them. And keep them going because I mean, mm. there's a lot of people that feel like you know this is the end for me. Yeah. And I really like want to be one of the reasons why sometimes a person can say, "Yeah, no," but I felt there was hope for me. Yeah. You know, because things get really hopeless. And yeah. Things get really. It's really like life is so difficult. Yeah. I really wish I could be the person to be like, yeah, but you know what? It's gonna be fine. Yeah. Like everything that you're going through, it feels like. You're in this box. Yeah. But that box eventually it's gonna break because there's always a bigger box yeah. within the box that you were in. Yeah. So you just need to break out of your shell. Yeah. You need to just get out of it and you will eventually. Yeah. You know. I feel like your last record did that for me also. And it, it, it put me in a mind frame or in a I don't know, I I feel like it took me out of my comfort zone in terms of focus on what you have and use what you have already. So, like, your record up till now, for me, has done so many, like, little things that now lead to this big thing and now has led to the first episode of Back to Black. So, for me, it's kind of like going back to my history and actually re-evaluating, like, what it is to, like, do what I want to do and do what I love to do and making sure that what makes me happy at the end of the day is investment for me. It might not be investment in money right now, but it's investment for the soul. Like it feeds the soul and like it makes sure that like I'm okay, like I'm not going crazy all the time. So yeah. we're thankful. De- thank you. Thank you. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So now that your future looks so bright, and it's shining our eyes like shine bright (laughs) like a diamond you are a star like in our presence you are a star 
So you always emphasize independence. Why is independence so important? I think independence is important because it protects your uniqueness. Yeah. And um, I think independence has been key for me because as an only child, mm -hmm. there is no other way. Yeah. You know, um, everything is on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and being an artist that I am, um, or the artist that I am, um, I started out having to be very self-resourceful. You know, mm -hmm. when when financial is lacking mm -hmm. in terms of what you want to invest in, in terms of your music, yeah, um, you know, you have to sort of like use what is around you, as mm -hmm. you said. You have to use what is around you, and that is a way I learned this independence mm -hmm. because if you're not gonna do it, who's gonna do it for you? Yeah, you know, even if it's just a thought. Yeah. It can be a thought of, I can do this. That's independence. Yeah. That's you showing yourself, you know, I can do this. Yeah. Not, I can do this because, or I can do this, but what? Yeah. I can do this if. Yeah. No, I can do this because I know I am good enough, me, myself, and I. Mm -hmm. I have the resources that I have. Mm -hmm. Two hands, two legs, two whatever. Yeah. Two fingers. Some of us have eight yeah. I have a friend that has eight, and she still does the most. Yeah. Never stopped her. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, we have our resources. Mm -hmm. We should use them appropriately mm -hmm. and to the best of our ability. Yeah. So, I think independence is important because also people are not to be trusted. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people that put in, artists that put in so much into their team, mm -hmm. so much into who they work with, that a day there's an altercation, a conflict, this person leaves, that person leaves, the other person leaves, yeah. the person falls. Yeah. There's nothing left, there's no strong foundation for that individual. Mm -hmm. That's why independence is important. Yeah. You should be independent to a point where you need balance. You yeah. need to say, okay, I still need other people, but... If the, you always need to condition yourself to think, oh, if this person's leave, this person leaves me, then what? Yeah. You know, same thing. Like we all have family members. Yeah. If my family member leaves, then what? Yeah. What am I gonna do? You know, because that's just how life is. Yeah. If my job leaves me, then what? Yeah. You see, you always need to sort of be ready. Yeah. And we can't always be ready, but I mean, true. You sort of have to. I feel independence is that faith in yourself. Yeah. And you need that because when life gets tough these people leave you mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do about it you can't control it anymore mm -hmm. there's only one thing left that you can control and that's your perception about yourself yeah who you say you are true, true. what you believe as long as that foundation is there and it is strong mm -hmm. that independence is there you're gucci you're great yeah yeah so you need to make sure your independence is in check. Yeah. Because it's the only thing left when everybody leaves you. Yeah. So now that you've told us this information, this brilliant information, this so resourceful information, this like soul feeding information. <laughs> okay, I learned something. I almost stole a tear, you know what I'm saying? But like self belief is very important. My mom always tells me self belief is the one thing a human being 
can have in themselves, whether they are jobbed by people like you said, whether things disappoint you in life because you always come across that, whether it's through a person or a thing that you trusted or an object. Um, why do you think for you self-belief is, is important for your dreams? As I did mention with yeah. independence, yeah. it's believing in yourself basically. Mm -hmm. So I explained why independence is important. Mm -hmm. Same thing with self-belief. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you don't have, if you, like I believe strongly, if you can't do it for yourself, you can't expect others to do it for you. Exactly. Not exactly. even like, not even that you have to force yourself to do it for yourself. Yeah. You just believe that you deserve it. Yeah. Just believe that you are worth that. That belief yeah. is enough. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to physically go and do it now. Mm -hmm. But if you feel like you deserve it, if you feel like that's your worth and that's your value and it lies in that and it's, it's you have this, it's intuition. Yeah. When you go for the thing that is what you're meant to do, mm -hmm. your intuition, intuition will tell you True. you're going in the right way. Yeah. You are now on the right path. Yeah. When you feel like, <laughs> I'm going in the wrong path. Yeah. Your self-belief will drop, mm -hmm. obviously, because you're like, nah, I don't know. Is this yeah. really like, not, does this make sense for me? Yeah. No. So self-belief is important because it also guides you to show you you're going the right way or not. Yeah. It, it's directing you. Yeah. So if you like are in touch with it, you will know exactly what is meant for you, what is not meant for you. And I also think it also blocks out like the the negativity from outside as well and also blocks out like people who always say the negative things mm -hmm. like i love this one rule that beyonce has of no scrolling you know mm -hmm. don't scroll on social media because when like you're an artist or when you're a person of influence and like you read that one bad comment like everything just exactly. like, falls exactly. off so it's, it's like oh like you have to as i said self-define yourself yeah you have this very strong belief about this is who i am true true you, know, you have to have that because people are going to come and say we end it's not even that pretty yeah and you're just going to be like I'm not pretty. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna wake up, drink coffee. Eee, I'm not pretty. Yay. Yeah. My whole day's ruined. Now, come on, fam. Ah, mm, why are you really doing this music thing? Yeah. Ah, they don't believe in you. Ah, no, this auto tune it sounds bad. Ah, that girl, she fucked up your face. Yeah. My language. Ah, she messed up your face. Whatever. Yeah. You're just gonna be sitting there the whole time, be like, yo, my face is messed up. You're this, yeah. you're that, this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. No, but if you know someone comes up to you, ah, you're not that pretty, you'd be like, okay, cool. If I'm not that pretty for you, it's fine. I'm pretty for myself. And since I'm pretty for myself, doesn't mean you're not pretty. Everyone is pretty in their own way. Yeah. So if you don't see my pretty, I can't hold that against you. Yeah. You know? So if you approach it like that, it's much better. Yeah. But it's also quite normal for you to be disappointed. Because True. if you haven't noticed, life has this way of doing things all at the same time. I know, but why? God, why? <laughs> it's literally like, 
you got bad news from school, then you got bad news from your producer, yeah. then you got this comment on social media, then your mom's is angry with you, then your sister's arguing with you, yeah. then all of a sudden you're broke, then all of a sudden you have this bill to pay, yeah. then all of a sudden you want to go for a jog, but then yeah. it starts raining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you just... You're just like, okay, and then you're like, okay, no, but let me watch Netflix. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi is down. You're like, so what else can go wrong today? <laughs> bad, <laughs> So bad. that's when you really feel it, you know? Yeah. And it's quite normal. But I mean, as long as your general definition mm-hmm. is not what that person said. I mean, like some people really be out here going through, are uh, you really not that pretty? Yeah. Five years later, the person still believes they're not pretty because of what you said. Yeah. That's not Five years ago. So. So. Now I want to ask you like the most out of scope question that we have here. Do you believe in manifestations like I do? How do you believe in manifestations? I mean, for me, it it like with self belief as well. Um, I've 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 gone through the most of struggles, especially being a hard of um hard of hearing child, and like going through my community and going through like my network of people and just be like guys i cannot hear so please let's talk just slow and just <laughs> let's communicate you know um but also for me um manifestation is it comes from me spiritually being inclined me knowing that i am worthy to to achieve what i want to achieve but also wishing others well as well and going okay the end is going to achieve what she wants to achieve, you know, also in prayer as well. And for me, manifestation is manifesting or being the man or the human being festing in what I want to fest in and, and sowing my seeds as well onto good soil as well. Some seeds, you know, they, they get trapped in, you know, the thorns and stuff, mm-hmm. but we learn and we, we live and we love and just being positive although sometimes you go through like negative things as well and also speaking to the universe as well and also speaking to like your your small group you know you don't speak to everybody but your dreams because you know somebody here my depression like yeah for the god yeah don't make it happen for her you know she doesn't make it for us so you know but keeping it close and 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 close-knitted i think for me that is my definition of manifestation and making sure that I'm okay with whatever happens. You know, sometimes it's crashing, you know. There's one day where you cry, but, <laughs> you know, the next day it's like, yeah, we're going for it, you know. You fall 99 times, but the hundredth time you get up. So for me, that is manifestation. What is it for you? You just defined it. Yeah. Manifestation <laughs> yeah. Is what it is, right? But I mean... I agree with you. Yeah. It's just that I feel that there are people mm-hmm. that put a huge amount of energy into manifestation. Yeah, yeah. And manifestation, guys, yes, as much as it is the real OG, the plug. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a mindset plug. Yeah, true, true. But it's not a physical plug. It's not a... Yeah. It's, you, you, a manifestation, I feel, is for a person that, or a time in your life that 
you feel like you are lacking that that belief or that mm-hmm. feeling that you are worthy. You need to restore it. Mm-hmm. So you can go and do the next step, which is actually going out into the world yeah. and looking for those energies that you're, you're trying to attract yeah. or that thing that you want to be yours. Yeah. I cannot say. I deserve. I manifest. Tomorrow, I will start dressing like the Duchess of England. Yeah. Well, she's She stepped down, right? But I mean, as Meghan. Right? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to dress like Meghan. Yeah. And sit at my crib. And not do anything. Technically. About it. Exactly. You don't go to the mall. You don't online shop. You don't do nonsense. <laughs> you just sit there. I'm manifesting. Yes, I'm going to look like Megan. I'm going to look like Megan. I'm going to look like Megan. Every yes. day in the, in the morning, you look in the mirror. I am going to look like Megan. Oh, no. I am Megan. I am Megan. I look like Megan. Is it gonna work out? No. I dress like Megan. It's not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna work out. You know, like you have to go and put in the work as well. So as much as I believe that manifestation is important, it's a very private thing. Yeah. It's a very personal thing. Um. I feel that you have to, as I always say, find a balance. Mm-hmm. My life is all about find the balance. Mm-hmm. Too much of a good thing. Eh. Can be a bad thing. Doesn't function anymore. Yeah. Too many. High hats, hits, snares, 808 on a beat makes it sound like we're doing metal grunge when we're trying to do R&B. That is not what we're trying to do here. So too much manifestation can actually cost you your dream. Because you feel that you manifest so much, I'm putting so much energy into this manifestation. But nothing is coming out of it. You lose hope in yeah. what you're manifesting for. Because you're not doing nothing. Yeah. You're not going and you're not doing anything. Yeah. You're sitting on the couch manifesting. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. So I feel that it is important. Everything that you said, I agree. Also for other people, manifesting for other people. Yes, it's important. Mm-hmm. But balance. You need to balance everything. Yeah. You need to realize, okay, as much as I manifest about this, I need to physically wake up in the morning, yeah. go and do my work. Be also, about it. I feel that manifestations and prayer yeah. are basically the same thing. Because True. we need to ask God, like, okay, I am asking for this. Hmm. If you're asking, you feel like you're worthy mm. to have it. So if you're not asking, how are you going to get it? Yeah. So you rather ask first, you believe that you receive it. Yeah. And then, all it can take is a Bible verse to tell you, go out into the world and do your things. Have faith in me and I will show you the way. Yeah. So now what did he say? Go out, do something. I'm going to show world. you the way. Yeah. Go out into the world. He didn't say, ha, chill at your house, close your door. He only said this thing for when you pray. You see when your manifestations yeah. happen, close your door, stand by your bed or kneel by your bed in privacy. Yeah. Pray. That's the only thing he said you should do in privacy. Yeah. Did he ever tell Jesus no? If you want to preach, go and chill in your room. Preach in your room. Jeez. No, he said go, go, find disciples. Yeah. Go heal people. Yeah. <laughs> Show them my word. And we're supposed to be disciples too. Yeah. So how are you supposed to achieve what you want to achieve? You chilling in your house. Yeah. Nah, as much as there's social media as well. 
Social media is not real people. Yeah. It is real people, but not real, real people. If I go and I meet you at an event, we become friends and we take each other's numbers, whatever. Mm -hmm. That connection is a lot better than meeting someone on social media. That person sure. is not a stranger to you. Sure. So, hence why I'm saying it's also very, very important to go outside, outside, and see people. Yeah. And connect with those people. Yeah. And other people are going to help you manifestations come true. Because true. you cannot, like, say you want to look like Megan and not know anything about fashion. True. You won't go to Cotton On. You won't go to Mr. Price. You won't go to Gucci. You won't go to Louis Vuitton. Yeah. You're not going to the shops. You're not going to Chanel. You don't even know where it is because you're at your house. Yeah. That's so true. So you need to go outside and ask someone, yo, have you seen this jacket? Yeah. Oh, I've seen this jacket at Mr. Price. Yeah. Okay, you go to Mr. Price, you find the jacket cool. Yeah. Step one, so your outfit done. Now, if you're chilling, now, guys, <laughs> manifestation's important, right? <laughs> but not more important than hard work. That's yeah. just how I feel about it. All right. Okay. So, the last question yeah. before we close off the first episode <laughs> What is your favorite song? of mm. yours i want to challenge you <laughs> and why of mine because mine is make it if i'm saying it correctly yes you're saying it correctly. yes there's something difficult about make it <laughs> oh it's sort of kind of my favorite song as well yeah favorite song of mine can i can i put two yeah okay um This is so difficult. Oh, this is so difficult. Dun, dun, I'm gonna make it three, three. 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 Okay. Number one. Lux. Yeah. As much as I love make it, I love Lux. Lux yeah. is Lux is um I feel like my breakthrough song, my biggest song is Lux. Yeah. It is my biggest song as well. But I mean it's just like she's a luxe girl oh it's the type of song that i've received the most compliments for as well yeah so when i wrote it i really wanted like i wanted to achieve something with the song i mm -hmm. wanted to make women feel good about themselves mm -hmm. and it was so great that when i dropped the song a few of my friends literally came through took videos of the song without me asking you know we yeah. usually ask like yo can you take a video because um i want to promote whatever whatever yeah yeah a few random people literally just post up on their status ah lux girl lux girl lux yeah. girl and i'm like dude what the hell like oh my goodness like what yeah. are you doing i, I think i saw you with chantelle anisu uh rakshana amongst others yeah oh and katlefo i literally amongst like the people that literally posted lux and literally like i love the song yeah like literally were like Phew. I wake up in the morning and I listen to Lux and everything feels good. Yeah. And I'm just like, damn, guys. You know that feeling? It's yeah. Like, you know, if Lux can do that, yeah. that's, yeah. It fulfilled its purpose. So I feel like that is my first, like, favorite, favorite. Mm -hmm. um, the second favorite, now that I'm going into the sound that I really wanted to do, mm -hmm. I love Make It, right? But then I just released Just Know, right? Mm -hmm. So the music video really like the music video, the visuals yeah. that came through so i'm really happy with the visuals so just know is literally a song that helped me heal 
and I feel like Just Know is like one of my favorites because it literally has like all of the elements that I want to a song mm-hmm. and I don't know, it talks about toxic love such a nice topic like mm-hmm. just toxic love and and oh I just I, Just yeah. Know you already got me you just know you know like can yeah. have me anytime I'm just yeah. like it's so toxic but like it's such a nice song I feel like the way the vocals came through the high notes the beats the bass yeah. Yeah, everything just makes like it's a vibe for me I enjoy the song yeah. and also like a lot of people told me the visuals are clean 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 um, production wise slight tweaking was needed but I mean yeah. the way we recorded it I mean I understand yeah um, you know lockdown situation yeah especially because we recorded it during the second wave so yeah no i mean it was really like i feel like the song just helped me heal mm-hmm. because i really spoke about my personal experiences in the song mm-hmm. and it was really just like for me to let it out yeah i put it out there and now that it's out i've healed from that yeah you know so it's sort of like my therapy song Ooh. third favorite song has to be oh Nostalgic in his band. Yeah. Nostalgic in his band is coming out next month. Yeah. You guys haven't heard it yet. Yeah. But that is. Can't wait. Like, that is. That is. Yeah. That is a song that I think, like, who doesn't like the feeling of nostalgia, guys? Yeah. Nostalgia is really like, it makes you feel happy, again, you know. So, yeah, nostalgic in his band is literally like. Quality-wise, top tier. Mm. Lyrics, top tier. Mm. I can't wait for the video though. <laughs> I'm a video fan, okay? I'm a visual I'm a visual type of Macy, so I, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. <sighs> We're praying that this... And when does it come out? I love you. next month. Obviously, date to be confirmed. Yeah. You know, like... To put it up on iTunes and stuff, it really takes time. All right. They gave us like 21 days. So it's in production right now as we speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, next month. We'll, we'll be patient. It's we'll April, be patient. So in April. Coming out in April. The blackers will be patient. The blackers will be patient. <laughs> so this conducts our interview. Thank you. Thank you very much. Like we say, in our tradition, in our tradition of black culture, yes. black magic. Yes. And we're wishing you all the best for everything that you have to do today and in the future as well. Thank and you. namaste to you, Queen. Oh, namaste thank you so to much you. For having me and I really hope that your show gets yeah. a lot of exposure. Yes. Keeps on growing, keeps on flourishing, and it inspires people. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. Definitely will. Thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. And we'll see you on the next episode. We don't know when that will be, but back to Blackers. Namaste. (laughs) Shout out. All right. Oh my God.